Good afternoon, everybody. This is Charlie. Welcome to another installment of Drop the Gloves, a sports podcast. I am flying solo today um, due to the fact that uh, my household got uh, COVID. So, uh, unfortunately, Mike cannot be here to add to the conversation or add his input on the subjects that we are going to talk about today. Uh there's plenty, there's plenty to talk about uh, by myself, but uh, I would love to have my sidekick or my uh, partner in crime, uh, my cousin, uh, Mike, here with me. But unfortunately, uh, we have to socially distance. Uh, I feel good. My wife feels better. Uh, we're doing all right. But uh, enough about COVID, guys. Let's get into today's topics. And uh, because it is Wednesday, January 13th, I hope to uh, upload this episode today because today hockey is back Woo! oh my the the sport that i love the most has come back and that thank you god happy new year 2021 at least we have hockey um among these crazy times that we're living in thank god we have hockey uh but before we get into hockey uh you know, guys, hockey is the sport that I love the most. It is my stress sport. It is the it is my emotional support group. It's the one thing that gets me through the months of October through May. <laughs> and that I am just I am just so happy that it's back and for 116 straight days we're going to have hockey, guys. We're going to have hockey. For 116 straight days. This is the dream. This is part of the dream. The The real dream would be hockey 365 days a year. Okay? And that there, there'd be like little to no breaks. <laughs> um, so, but before we get into my favorite sport, hockey, I want to cover a few other sports uh, with you guys. I could talk hockey all day long. Uh no joke. I, I can I can talk it all day long. I can talk about whatever I want about it. Uh, it's just one of my favorites. It is the favorite sport, in my opinion. It is the greatest sport. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's get into a few other things. Um, let's get into uh, one sport that I don't think even comes close to hockey, and that is football. And I've had this. I've had this argument with other people. I've had this argument with coworkers in the past, uh, friends on social uh, social media. Um, I've had this uh, wonderful, wonderful argument or debate that hockey is better than football. Changed my mind, kind of thing. And I'm sorry, but you you can't change my mind. But we will talk. But I will talk about football. Um, Two things about football, and I'm going to rant about them, guys. I'm going to rant because the, these are my opinions, and I'm just going to share them with you. All right? Um, first off is um, the NFL. Let, let, uh, I'm going to do a little, little thing into the NFL, uh, especially their um, – well, the playoffs are going on, and I don't follow the NFL, guys. I don't. It's not because of the – it's part of the politics involved, but at the same time, it's just not enjoyable anymore. Once you find – like I said, 
once you find hockey, every other sport doesn't compare. Every other sport just does not compare. But I don't follow football. The most the most NFL I will watch is probably the Super Bowl. And it depends on who's playing. I mean, last year, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the Chiefs versus, uh, what was it, 49ers? I didn't watch them. Um, I heard that the Chiefs won. I mean, I knew that. But other than that, uh, I, I can't tell you uh, anything else about the sport. Um, but, so, anyway, the NFL playoffs. Uh so let's see here. We had the divisional. Uh, oh, now we're going to have the divisional round. See, guys, I'm I'm so rusty. I don't even know what round they're in. Um, but the divisional round is going to take place this weekend, and we have in the NFC the Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers. And I said this in my first episode, uh, or not my first episode, our first episode. Sorry, Mike. Um, in our first episode, uh, I'm a cheesehead. And so is my cousin. Uh, but he's, he's a Bengals fan first and then a Cheesehead. I'm a Cheesehead, then a Bengals fan. So we, we're, we're opposite on that. Uh, to be honest with you, you can't even really call me a Bengals fan anymore. I don't, like I said, I don't follow the sport. I really could care less what happens to the Bengals. Um, but Packers, number one, will play uh, the Los Angeles Rams uh, Saturday at 435. And then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, uh, who will play Sunday at 6:40 p.m. Um, so I gave you my I gave you my two cents about the Packers. Uh, I uh, go Packers, go Green Bay, go go Pack, go. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, with supposedly the greatest of all time QB Tom Brady. Uh, and the reason why I say supposedly is because, in my opinion, he's not the greatest. If you want to measure championship rings to other quarterbacks, go ahead and do it. But I don't use championship rings as the measuring stick, um, especially in football or any sport, to be honest with you guys. I, I, don't, um, I don't use championship. That's not the ultimate measuring stick. Um, for some of you guys, it may be. Uh, but for me, it's not. But I, let's talk about Tom Brady. I, I'll give you my two cents about Tom Brady. One, I never liked Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up and honest with you guys. I never liked Tom Brady. Um, 2000 and, was 2001, 2002, man, that was a long time ago, guys. But um, the Rams were playing the New England Patriots, and I was rooting for the Rams um, that Super Bowl. Uh, against the Patriots, and then when the Patriots won, I just was like, okay, that's it, I'm done. Uh, I, I, I'll never I'll never root for the Patriots. I don't like Tom Brady. I don't care his goofy smile. I don't care who he marries, some swimsuit supermodel. I don't care. Don't like her. Don't like her, don't like him, whatever. Um, but then throughout the years, they just kept winning. And when you know you don't like a team and they keep winning the hatred grows. It's not that it diminishes. It's not like, well, maybe he's not that bad. No, 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 no. It grows. In my it, for me, it grew. The more the Patriots kept on winning, the more the Patriot, the more Tom Brady just kept on succeeding. I was just like, no, I'm I'm never going to like this guy. And, and that's not to say that I think he's a bad quarterback. 
obviously he's pretty good. He's got a couple. He's got a couple Super Bowl rings. Uh, he's got a couple of um, NFL records. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he's horrible and he's lucky or anything like that. It's just for a guy like that to continually get better or just seem to get all the major breaks. It's like, ah, uh, seriously. It, I mean, everybody has that athlete that you just love. You you watch them to see them fail, if they can. And he's one that just doesn't fail. Uh, Tom Brady is one that barely, barely fails. Um, but I had, so anyway, he, to you guys, he's the greatest of all time. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. You use championships to measure him. I don't. You use records. That's fine. Uh, we can talk about that. But I'd like to look at it from a situational or an analytic standpoint. Um, and my analysis is, would Tom Brady be where he is today? He's currently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To be honest with you, never saw that coming. When, when he was in the, uh, contract negotiations or, uh, I can't remember if he was in free agency or not, probably was in free agency if he went to the Buccaneers. If Patriots traded him, I would have been like, man, you front office was dumb on that part. Um, so he, um, would Tom Brady be where he is today? Lost my train of thought there for a moment, but what, um, would Tom Brady be where he is today if he had been drafted by the Patriots and had a coach like Belichick? And I've had this conversation with my cousin, Mike, um, and I've had this conversation with coworkers before. And no, I don't think he'd be here. I don't think he'd be where he is today. I don't think he'd be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I don't think he'd be the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with, what is it, six? Is it six championships? I have no idea. I lost count after three. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, if he... I'll put it this way. Had he been drafted by, let's say, the Cleveland Browns, and a lot of people are going to, and some of you people who may be listening may be like, whoa, hold on, the Browns are good. Yeah, the Browns are good now. I'm saying if the Browns were still bad then. Totally different point, guys. Um, but had he been drafted by the Cleveland Browns, would Tom Brady be the superstar? Would the Cleveland Browns be the dynasty team? I don't think so. No, no. I don't believe that if you put Tom Brady in another team, now there may be a select few. I'll say there are a select few teams out there that could have like brought up Tom Brady to be who he is today. But I don't think any other team, he could have done what he did. I, I really don't. I don't think any other coach could have brought up Tom Brady or created a high-power offense like Bill Belichick and the Patriots did with him. So I think that Tom Brady got where he is today Six championships or more, whatever he's got. I don't, like I said, I don't know. 
and now he's the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's in the divisional playoff round uh, going up against the New Orleans Saints. I don't think he would have been there or be there right now if he had been drafted by any other team like the Browns, Bengals. Don't think he would have made I, – I don't – I think he I think his career would have been a footnote in each of those teams. I think Tom Brady, uh, if he had started as a Brown and didn't accomplish anything, I'd say in three, four years, Browns would have demoted him. They would have sent him into free agency, um, traded him. Well, I mean, remember, this guy got drafted towards the end of the draft. He wasn't a first-round pick. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, let's pick him. It wasn't like he was a superstar. He was picked towards the end of the draft, and then he got, again, breaks. I think he got some serious good breaks. He got drafted by the Patriots. He was number two to, oh, man, who was the, was it, no, was it Doug Flutie? Was it Flutie? I can't remember. Um, Couch? I, I don't I don't remember who the starting quarterback was for the Patriots, but if it wasn't for the first-string QB getting injured by the Patriots, that, um, that Tom Brady would have gotten his start, would have shown he, w- he was capable, and then propelled the Patriots to not one, but multiple Super Bowls. So... I, I, I won't say he's just lucky. I'll say he's blessed. He's had a good career. He still has a good career. I mean, he's still playing. And it, and it kind of shows you that, and I'm ranting, guys. It's going to happen by myself. I'm going to rant. Um, but I think it goes to show that where the Patriots are right now in the offseason and Tom Brady, who is in the postseason, in the divisional round, going to play this Sunday for a chance to go to the NFC Championship, first time ever, I think it goes to show that Belichick built up Tom Brady, and now Tom Brady has kind of surpassed the level of Bill Belichick. Tom Brady is that good, or he has that much football sense to where he went to Tampa Bay. I personally did not think he was going to do anything in Tampa Bay I thought wow he wants to play in warmer weather for a couple for at least a season or two before he retires or something I don't know maybe he was maybe I I kept saying he is scouting a retirement home I don't know (laughs) um down in Florida but I think it goes to show that Tom has surpassed Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick and the Patriots helped Tom get to where he is, but now Tom can do it without Bill, and that is where he is now in the NFC. Uh, had he stayed with the Patriots, who knows? Patriots would probably still would probably be in this hunt uh, in the AFC. So let's get to the AFC real quick. And that is, we got on Saturday, we have the Baltimore Ravens, Versus the Buffalo Bills. Man, never would have seen that coming. <laughs> never would have seen the Buffalo Bills. Again, that goes back to my point. 
had Tom Brady still been with the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots, I don't believe the Bills would be where they are. They're the number two team in the AFC. That is beyond, that, that's mind-blowing. That just goes to show without the Patriots, or without Tom Brady on the Patriots, the NFC uh, East, or not NFC East, AFC East is kind of wide open. Anybody can, it, it I mean, I wouldn't say anybody could win it. You got the Dolphins and you got the Jets, but Bills, good on them. Playing the Baltimore Ravens, I got family in Baltimore, and they love to rub it in, uh, especially when Baltimore beats Cincinnati or when Baltimore wins a Super Bowl. They love to rub it in and whatever. (sighs) And then you have, on Sunday, you have the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll touch on this for just a moment because I I did rant really good on, I did rant for a while on Tom Brady. Um, But the Cleveland Browns, I mean, okay, I'm going to put this in perspective of as a former Bengals fan. You know there are probably no good years coming as a Cincinnati Bengals fan when the joke when the when the one team in your division that kept you going or or had you had the most hope that you could possibly beat them you were guaranteed you were almost guaranteed two wins a season was the Cleveland Browns that is gone that to me is sad that to me is very sad if you're a Bengals fan. If you're still a Bengals fan. If you're still a Bengals fan and you're holding out hope, oh my gosh, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. I mean, I mean, there I, I've watched TV shows where Cleveland Browns are the butt of the jokes at the expense of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> like what was it? I I'm watching Last Man. I'm binge watching Last Man Standing on Hulu, and there was a episode where one of the jokes was the only reason the Cleveland Browns exist is so to make the Cincinnati Bengals feel better. <laughs> I mean, now you can't use that joke. <laughs> that joke is gone. Um, it can't be used because now look where the Browns are. The Browns. Uh, they were they were good enough to win a playoff game and get them into the AFC divisional round to play the defending Super Bowl champs the Kansas City Chiefs do I think the Browns have a chance against the Kansas City Chiefs I haven't watched a lick of football this year guys I don't know but if I had to go based on Patrick Mahomes and the defending Super Bowl champs alone I, I, I don't see how the Browns can do this. I don't see how the Browns beat the defending champs. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't show up on Sunday and just and be like, you know what, we're, we're, we're too big for our britches here. Go ahead, Kansas City. Just We, we forfeit. You know what? Yeah. We, we, we had our fun. Let's go home. No. In all honesty... Play the game. I mean, my dad says it best. My dad says it best. That's why you play the game, because you don't know what's going to happen until you play. So, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll use the I'll use the uh, dumb and dumber uh, 
movie quote. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is a tiny chance. But, I mean, Cleveland has to play the game. That, that's the thing. Cleveland has to play the game. And, and if you're Cleveland, you're playing to win. If you're Kansas City, you're playing not to lose, which has always been a Cincinnati Bengals or Marvin Lewis tactic, which is, hey, we're up at halftime. Now let's just go and play these next two quarters to not lose. Let's try and contain them. And what happens, Marvin? You blow it. With that mentality. Your mentality, it, it's, I'm going to rant again, guys. Cincinnati Bengals, when they had Marvin Lewis, he was consistent. <laughs> I'll say that. Marvin Lewis was consistent in terms of his style or his level of coaching. He played the first two quarters. It's all play to win. If you're up at halftime, you're just like, I'm I'm sure like a switch went off in his brain going, okay, we're up by 14 at halftime. Let's uh, let's play not to lose. Let's just try and contain them. Let's play some serious defense here. And what happens? Defense fails you. And then when the defense fails, then it's on to the offense to try and make up for it. And the offense, I don't know what kind of, play calling they they tried or wanted to do but it never seemed to work i wouldn't say never i mean there were cases where oh my gosh the miraculous happened and the Bengals ended up winning in the fourth quarter or something but that just seems to be a Bengals mentality where you play not to lose so kansas city that's that's probably going to be their strategy, or their strategy could just be, you know what, uh, to use another mo- another uh, movie quote uh, analogy, uh, we use uh, from my extensive movie quote knowledge, uh, the Little Giants, and that where the uh, two brothers are the head coaches for the football game, and the older brother. Uh, the more athletic older brother um, goes. What does it matter who wins the f- who wins the coin toss? You kick it off to me, I ram it down your throat. We kick it off to you, we take it from you, and then ram it down your throat again. That could be the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> uh, that could be the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. So, all right, guys, that that's my two cents about the NFL. Um, take, take whatever you want from it. Like I said, I don't follow the NFL. I really don't care that much. Um, I would, I would prefer the Packers to win. Um, the whole thing, to be honest with you, I prefer the Packers to win the whole thing. They lose in the divisional round to the Los Angeles Rams. Then second pick would probably be the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Saints lost to the Buccaneers then I'd be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's it. There you go. Now you know my top three picks to win the Super Bowl. We'll see. (laughs) All right, let's move on to... Let's move on to um, college football. This will be the last uh, football segment before I talk a little bit about the uh, upcoming uh, season for NHL, which, again... Reminder starts today. Woohoo! I cannot wait, guys. 
I, I think my new New Year's resolution, I didn't have this one before. I didn't have a New Year's resolution going into this year. But now that I know that we have 116 consecutive days of hockey, I'm going to try and watch hockey a little bit more. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an attempt to watch a lot more hockey. I know my wife ain't going to appreciate that, that um, resolution, but... Uh, didn't watch a whole lot last year. Didn't go to a lot of games last year. Uh, can't really go uh, with COVID. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about COVID, guys. Uh, but I will try and watch more uh, this season. But before we get into that anymore, let's go back to football and college football. Um, so I didn't watch the national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. Um, I watched um, the playoffs uh, that took place on New Year's Day um, when it was the, was it Alabama played Notre Dame and Clemson played Ohio State. I watched those games. I also watched a couple other games that took place that day too. Um... So Alabama just absolutely crushed Ohio State from what I saw as the final score. It's like, and in all honesty with you, I'm not an Alabama guy. I am an SEC guy, and the only reason I'm an SEC guy is because I hope somebody other than Alabama uh, wins the national title. Uh, I've never been an Alabama fan. They're one of those teams where it's it's boys versus men, and you just hope that the men lose to a, uh, I'll say, boyish team. Um, but Alabama is like a boy is like it's separate. Alabama separates the men from the boys. Every other school is just playing for second place uh, apparently uh, when it comes to Alabama uh, in a national title. Uh, game. But I, I will say thank you, Alabama, for kicking the butt of Ohio State. Um, I'm on that. I'm. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of college football either this year. Um, it was kind of hard to um, keep up with it with COVID and all the regulations that had that were done with it and there were team there were some weeks where teams were canceling or postponing because they had a certain number of cases or the head coach got covid and i mean it is what it is but i mean guys who are athletic i, I in my opinion this is going to be the only thing i'm going to say about covid if the guys are athletic and healthy enough on your team they should only exhibit, they should, I shouldn't say they only, they should mostly exhibit mild symptoms, nothing severe, unless uh, they do have uh, compromised immune systems or something else. So I understand the risks. I understand the risks. However, I'm just saying, what? why can't you play if only 10 people or 10 players Tested positive and everybody tested negative. Makes no sense. That's my two cents about it. But college football's over, so we don't have to worry about it until this coming August or September. Um, so, and going back to Alabama 
kicking the crap out of Ohio State. Thank you, Alabama, because I, I don't believe Ohio State deserved a spot in the playoff. Um, Ohio, I, I used to be an Ohio State fan. Um, I used to have, uh, two, was it 2002 Fiesta Bowl championship hat when Ohio State beat, um, um, what is it, when Ohio State beat Miami, Florida. Um, so I kind of, kind of jumped on the bandwagon as a kid. Um, it was gut-wrenching, heartbreaking going through high school and everybody's rooting for the SEC team to kick the crap out of Ohio State and I only got to see the first half and then it was all downhill from there, uh, especially against Florida or LSU. S- SEC has the speed, Big Ten has the has the strength. It's it was always a um it, it was always a battle of uh brawn versus uh agility and SEC just they they were faster. There was no way teams like Ohio State or teams that um had a defense that could stop ground and pound style offenses uh could keep up with a team that just was going to run circles or run uh, pass routes that would just blow by their defenders. Um, so was an Ohio State fan. Uh, eventually fell off the Ohio State bandwagon. Um, but I never, I, I wouldn't say I stopped being an Ohio State fan or that I just didn't like them after they kept losing. It was more of a, okay, they're good, but... What can they really do? And it stinks when Ohio State goes back to the championship and you're rooting against them and then they actually win (laughs) Uh, against uh, teams like uh, Oregon um, who made it to one year of... uh, can't remember if it was was the last year of the BCS or if it was um, part of the playoff. Uh, where Ohio State beat Oregon, and I was rooting for Oregon in that game. Um, so that's a little bit of backstory on Ohio State, but or my bandwagon uh, fandom of Ohio State. Um, but going back to what happened this past Monday and this season with Ohio State, I don't believe they deserve to be in because they played a half, I'll say half, a schedule. Uh, Ohio State, they played six games. Don't, don't think they played, did, I, again, I don't know, guys. I'm sure you guys know if you followed, um, Ohio State or followed college football more than I did. Uh, don't know if they played a, Big Ten Championship, but they were still considered for a playoff spot because they played six games. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, they played or tried to play full schedules. Those three teams totally deserve to be in. Ohio State, no. Should have sent, should have, Ohio State should have gotten, I'm not saying Ohio State shouldn't have gotten them a bowl game or anything. They should have gotten a bowl game. You went 6-0. Congratulations. But go and play somebody who had a crappy season. 
like, I mean, there were teams who went into these bowl games with losing records. They were five and seven, or they were four and six, or something. I mean, go and play those guys. I mean, totally go and play them. Maybe, maybe it should have been Ohio State versus Georgia, or I mean, I don't know. Another New Year's Day game, I, something along those lines, or a bigger, or a big. Um, I wouldn't say a mediocre bowl, but I'll, I'll say somewhat of a big bowl game. Uh, but I don't think they should have been in the playoff because they played a um, played ha- half a season. They played half a season. They won all their games, and they get considered, and all because they started late. I, I, I'll. First off, this COVID thing is going to be with us. Again, I can't, I, I don't like talking COVID, guys, but it, it was a part of our year. It was part of sports. It's what, it, 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 it happened. It's still here. It's going to be a part of our lives, and we're just going to have to accept that fact. But because COVID was new, and, and we did, and teams and, leagues and conferences were trying to figure out how can we continue to have sports uh, with COVID and that some conferences were on the ball they were they were they were planning stuff out in the summer and then you had conferences like the Big Ten who were just like yeah you know what we're not going to do it and then it's like oh no we're going to do it now I don't know what the politics were behind it, whatever. But then Big Ten football came back. And then you found out, oh, we're only going to do six games. What? No. Uh, fine, fine. You you go ahead and play your six games. But don't, don't expect you're going to get anything out of it. And what happens? Big Ten's part of the Power Five. They got to be considered uh, for some sort of playoff. And I really don't think... I don't think that's that's fair at all. I think a lot of more teams deserve to be in there than Ohio State. Uh, do I think Georgia? Maybe. Florida? Maybe. Cincinnati? Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm not part of the committee. I can't really say for sure. Uh, and, and I don't know their schedules. I don't know who they've won, lost to, conference-wise, whatever. Um... But to me, Ohio State always seems to be like one of those teams that's a shoe-in, no matter what. It, I mean, there's certain factors that do go into where they eventually do get kicked out of the playoff or out of the running for one of the top four spots. But you can't convince me that Ohio State deserves to be in every year, no matter what happens. Whether it's COVID, whether it was they had a 11-1 season and that one loss was to, let's say, Penn State or something like that. Um, but I, I fell off—I I tell you what, guys, I fell off the Ohio State bandwagon hard. I fell off, um, I fell off of it even more when they did become national title—when they did become national champions— and the very next year, they played a very weak starting starting schedule. Uh, first three weeks were like, are you kidding? You're the national 
you're the defending national champs. You guys should be coming out of the gate hard. I mean, I'm not saying ever. I'm not saying no team deserves to play a tune-up game or something. No, go ahead, play your tune-up game. But get that one out of the way and then get to work. All right, you're the national. T- Everybody, you have a target on your back. Everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's looking at you going, are they going to make it back? And every team that is on your schedule is thinking, we could beat these guys. Maybe. Maybe we can beat these guys. Maybe we can take them out of the running for defending champs. And that one year that that they won against Oregon in the following season, they played three weeks of tune-up games. It's like you're blowing these guys out. Final scores were like 65-10, 72-3. I mean, it was like, what are you doing? You're not flexing muscle. You're not even showing that you're the best. You're showing that, oh, we want to take it easy so we can make it back. That doesn't show strength. That doesn't show respect of a championship. That just goes to show, oh, we can play whoever we want and we'll still get in. And then that year that uh, they got in and played Clemson and put up a giant goose egg against Clemson. And this was all part of the trend of Clemson becoming a powerhouse or a ACC powerhouse school. This was like when Florida State fell off the map, and so somebody had to become the successor. It was kind of like a Game of Thrones kind of thing. Like, okay, one guy gone. Who's the next one to step up? It was Clemson. And Clemson just absolutely embarrassed Ohio State. And when Ohio State embarrassed themselves with a giant goose egg, that was the year that Penn State won the Big Ten outright. They just won it. All right, there was no game to be had. And uh, they outright won the Big Ten. And Ohio State with the one loss to who? Penn State, the Big Ten champion. Ohio State with the one loss gets considered over Penn State. They get put into the playoff and they put up a goose egg. Penn State went to their bowl game, and they absolutely slaughtered whoever they played. I remember because I was yelling at the TV going, Penn State got robbed. Ohio State bribe did something. I don't know who, I don't know who they got on the playoff committee, but apparently that person has a lot of leeway when it comes to Ohio State. And so... Fast forward to what happened this year. Ohio State plays half a season. They win the Big Ten. They go to the playoff. They beat Clemson. They get a little bit of revenge. And then they get demolished by Alabama. So thank you, Alabama, for kicking the crap out of Ohio State. And I hope Ohio State takes this as a humble loss. And hopefully they'll work a little bit better. And I hope that the college football world doesn't take Ohio State as seriously as they take themselves. The Ohio State University. (laughs) Whatever. All right. That's it. I'm off football. Those are my two senses about what's going on in the football world. So let's finish this episode outright, and let's do it with the greatest sport in the world, and that is hockey. Suck it, soccer. Um... Soccer is a communist sport anyway. (laughs) 
and I, I and if I get comments or people who who get all offended by that, uh, well, can't help you. It's your problem, not mine. And uh, um, but hockey is back, and last night, um, cousin Mike and I, as well as uh, six of our friends and family, uh, did our fantasy hockey draft last night. And we'll, me and me and cousin Mike will definitely talk about the fantasy draft uh, together on a on a um, on a future episode. Hopefully, a future episode starting soon uh, that we can get together and do and get back uh, to us being the uh, dynamic duo that we are uh, for this podcast. But uh, yeah, we got. We got hockey back. We had a fantasy hockey draft last night, and I ain't man, fantasy drafts are fun. Again, I don't want to get too much into it and tell you all who I picked. Uh, I'll just give a um, I'll just give you a little preview, uh, and that is my my first round draft pick, guys. I didn't even I mean he was in the top he was in the top 10. I had the number 2 pick last night and you know what? Debate this amongst yourselves. Who do you think I should have picked for the first round? Should I have picked who I actually picked up? I picked up Connor McDavid. I've never had him on my fantasy team before. Ever. Never had um never had Connor. Somebody always got to him before me. Or should I have picked a player who was just a few fantasy rungs down from him? And I actually have had this guy on my on my uh fantasy team before, and that was uh Alexander Ovechkin. So I'll let you guys debate that. Should I have picked Ovechkin? Or should I stayed with Connor McDavid? I didn't get Ovechkin, by the way, guys. Somebody else got him. But we got three games tonight. Three uh, to start off day one of 116. I feel like it's going to be like a Ro- It's going to be almost kind of like a Roman. Um, or no, sorry, four. We got four, five. Holy smokes! They added games. Oh man, I thought we only had three games tonight. We got five. That's a nice surprise. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. More fantasy points now. Um, but uh, let's see here. What do we got? We got 530 Penguins and Flyers. Ooh. And we got 7 p.m. Canadians and Maple Leafs. 8 p.m. Blackhawks and the Defending Champs. The Tampa Bay Lightning, 10 o'clock, Vancouver Canucks versus Edmonton Oilers. And at 10.30 p.m., we have the Blues and the Avalanche. If there was a game that I was going to pick to watch tonight, guys, I think I would pick Tampa and uh, the Blackhawks. That'd probably be the one that I would watch, is that one. Uh, one, one reason I would watch them is because... Um, there's, it, it's at 
Tampa, so they're definitely going to have a banner-raising ceremony. Um, but then it's also the Blackhawks, because the Blackhawks had a rebuilding offseason. Um, so, some players, I think Jonathan Taos did, uh, did not want to... Um, did not want to uh, admit that Chicago was in the middle of a rebuilding year or era, um, but they were. I mean, you, I mean, all off season, you could you could definitely tell that they were in a rebuilding. Corey Crawford uh, didn't get re-signed. He actually went to New Jersey, and then just a few days ago, we learned uh, that Corey Crawford has retired um, from the NHL without even playing one game for New Jersey. Uh, he said he had to, he said he was going to deal with a personal issue. And then the very next day, whatever that personal issue was, uh, affected his decision to play this upcoming season. And he retired. Um, Corey Crawford, who is a, who is, um, a Stanley cup champion, uh, two or three times Stanley cup champion with, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he had a he had a good career. Uh, I'm I don't remember if I've ever had Corey Crawford on my fantasy team, um, but he, he'll definitely go down as probably one of the one of the best Chicago Blackhawk uh, Blackhawks goaltenders uh, that played the game. So uh, good for. Good season or good career for him. Wish him the best of luck um, in retirement. Hopefully, he has fun with his uh, family. Hopefully, uh, he has a he has a good rest of the of his life. And that uh, wish him nothing but the best. And thanks for being part of this awesome game, Corey. Um, thank you. Even though uh, you were the winning goaltender in two thousand and. 13 against uh, the Boston Bruins and I'll, I'll never forget that uh, I kept on yelling at the TV uh, trying to trying to like um, telepathically get to the Boston Bruins players and say shoot the glove side shoot the glove side his glove is weak this year didn't matter still ended up winning so alright thanks Congrats, Corey. Have a thanks for playing the game, and that's so. But anyway, Blackhawks rebuilding year. Uh, let's see what they can do. Uh, let's see what they can do with all the free agencies and the trades that they had. Um, I can't remember if Malcolm. Uh, I can't remember if they said Malcolm Subban was going to be the starter uh, goalie for tonight. Uh, I know Andre Vasilevsky is for the Lightning. You'll definitely have him start. Um, one thing that really, I mean, it's we got five games tonight. It's just going to be weird watching some of these games and players that you were accustomed to or that you got to or you got used to being on certain teams no longer being there. I mean, that the first couple weeks that's going to probably be the most. Um, interesting thing uh to keep up with is wait a minute what happened to this guy where's he at um and one reason that just came into my head is because of the pittsburgh penguins pittsburgh penguins uh 
favorite goaltender. Uh, I thought he was. I thought he was the new franchise favorite. Matt Murray uh, is no longer with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He actually signed a deal with the Ottawa Senators again. Didn't see that coming. I mean, there's just certain things in this sport that just throw, or not in this sport, but in all sports that throw you for a loop. And when guys who made a name for themselves with a organization suddenly like enter free agency and go somewhere else or don't even try and renegotiate with the other team or even out of nowhere the team just decides to trade that guy to another team it's like whoa um multiple trades like that or multiple free agencies like that excuse me um over the years that really threw me for the loop um one was uh, Shea Weber, straight-up trade between the National Predators and the Montreal Canadiens, where Shea Weber got traded for P.K. Subban. That, to me, was, whoa, mind-blowing. Did not see that coming at all. Who got the better trade? Nashville. Nashville definitely got the be- best out of that trade. Um, and then again, a couple of years later, P.K. Subban gets traded to... Um, New Jersey. Didn't see that one come. I mean, it's like, wow, these big names just going all over the place. Um, Matt Murray went to Ottawa. Uh, Braden Holpe went to Vancouver. In all honesty, this is how I thought it was. Uh, it, it was it was musical goalies <laughs> during the offseason. Uh, Braden Holpe... Henrik Lundqvist, Corey Crawford, Matt Murray, and there's another one I'm missing. I can't think of it. Oh, Flurry. Um, I when the off season hit and those goalies were all in like the free agency bubble, um, I thought, okay, Braden Holby's not going to sign with. Washington, Henrik Lundqvist isn't going to sign with New Jersey, or not New Jersey, New York Rangers, sorry. And then Marc-Andre Fleury, he was, no, he wasn't in free agency. He was possibly going to be traded back to Pittsburgh. So I kept thinking, okay, Fleury's going back to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had um, seller's remorse. They want him back. Um, Holpe's going to go to the Rangers, and Lundqvist is going to go to the Capitals. And then all of a sudden Matt Murray was in the free agency bubble and I was just like, oh, come on. If you're Pittsburgh, don't you kind of want to, you want to re, you want to kind of get Flurry back, but also want to try and keep Murray too, who has been a solid goaltender for you. Um, Or I even was thinking, oh, they trade Murray for Flurry. It's a, it's a good, that could have been a good swap. Um, but I only got one piece of the puzzle right, <laughs> and that was Henrik Lundqvist went to the to the Washington Capitals. Um, but unfortunately, due to health reasons, he will not suit up this season, and that's a little bit of a bummer. I was kind of looking forward to seeing him uh, play this season. Um, Lundqvist is one of those goalies that I just love I admire uh he's a great guy off the ice um I think he's a great goaltender on the ice I know the past few seasons didn't look like he was great looked like he was slowing down age is catching up to him and whatnot 
but I still believe he's a good goaltender, and I want him to have at least one more good season before he retires. And if the health issues don't pan out this year for him or he can't figure it out and he has to retire, it would be a shame uh, to see him retire as well um, behind Corey Crawford uh, this year. So, I mean, hockey's a tough sport. It's kind of one of the main reasons why I love it. Uh, it it's way harder. It's, um, it's way better, uh, in my opinion, than any other sport. I've told you guys this over and over again. I will tell you over and over again throughout multiple episodes of this podcast. Um, but it's a tough sport. There's a lot more hand-eye coordination. Um, and... Uh, these these athletes do get uh, concussions. They do end up having multiple surgeries a year, multiple injuries a year. I mean, these guys play hurt uh, in ways you couldn't even imagine in in the playoffs. Um, I know a couple years ago, uh, I think it was Patrice Bergeron for the Boston Bruins. Um, played in the Stanley Cup Finals with um, a broken rib, a punctured lung, um, and multi- I can't remember what what area had multiple bruises. I know um, they 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 always they always list the injuries of players who played through pain during uh, like the Stanley Cup Finals or even the Stanley Cup playoffs. And when you see these guys have like, oh, this guy played with a broken hand. Oh, this guy played with a sprained foot or uh, had a groin injury. It's like, wow, unbelievable. And I'm not saying there's not tough athletes in other sports. It's just it's kind of hard to imagine watching these guys play a game where the hits are uh, scientifically proven 40% harder than football hits. (laughs) I mean, and they're going faster than a football, uh, a football team or a football player in a forty-second span of, a, or not even forty-second span. What is it? The average, the average play of a football or a, average football play. Excuse me. Um, it lasts what? Eight, ten seconds. So I mean, these guys are going longer periods of time. They're constantly getting hit. They're constantly getting bombarded by other players. They have a rubber puck that can knock out teeth. That can break bones if shot hard enough at them. Uh, they have razor blade skates uh, that have been known to uh, cut people, cause injuries, uh, gruesome injuries. I mean, it's a tough sport. And when you have guys like Henrik Lundqvist, uh, who has health issues, um, not sued up and you just think, man, I mean, we as fans, we're selfish. We we're selfish because we want to see these guys do it one more time. I mean, they're gladiators. I mean, these, these players are gladiators guys. And we just we're attracted to the we're attracted to the physicality of it we're attracted to some of us are attracted mostly to the fights and we're attracted to uh just how tough the sport is on these guys um so we're selfish and we want to see them do it again and again but 
eventually they have to give it up. They have to hang up the skates and be like, that's it. That's all I got. And we, we just have to thank them for their, for their careers and the legacies that they leave behind. But, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, I really hope comes back, um, after this season. Uh, hopefully he can fix his health issues, whatever they are, and, uh, get back in the lineup. I'd love to see him uh, play a few games with the Washington Capitals. Um, that's my rant on Henrik Lundqvist and, but I mean, on Henrik Lundqvist and, uh, and that, but it, it all started with a talking about musical goalies this off season. And it ended up just talking about Henrik Lundqvist and then was talking about health issues. I mean, that's the thing about this podcast, guys, you have no idea where we're going to go with this. I didn't expect to go rambling on like that about, hockey um players injuries health issues retirement concerns and everything like that all based on just thinking about one great goalie Henrik Lundqvist um but five games tonight guys it's going to be awesome oh man my stress sport my emotional support group is back I'm happy I mean it's one thing to I'll definitely continue to look forward to for 116 days of consecutive games. There, there will probably be no time to take off for fantasy. I mean, everybody, uh, I, I'll say this about fantasy. We always have like a day where, okay, nobody's really playing or... Our lineup looks a little bare. This will definitely get our fantasy league more uh, involved because we do have guys who like forget to set their rosters um, like every week or every day, and this should definitely keep them on their toes. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season. Um, whatever whatever comes the NHL's way this year. In terms of games, in terms of health of players, in terms of uh, the division shakeups, where you have all, all Canadian uh, division, um, it's going to be interesting. I, like I, uh, like me and Mike said on a previous podcast on what we who who we think are the best teams to win uh, each division. Um, I think the Canadian one is going to be really fun to watch. I think it's going to be really fun to watch, uh, especially for teams like uh, Toronto, Calgary, and Vancouver. I think those three teams are going to be one heck of a trio to watch up there. Uh, Go Bruins. Big Bruins fan. Hope the Bruins can uh, achieve something this year. didn't hit me until last night doing doing the fantasy draft that uh, realized that Jara and uh, Tory Krug were gone. Uh, I totally forgot Tory Krug signed with the Blues for a moment there last night until I saw him on the draft board and I was like, "Oh, that's right, he's with St. Louis now." <laughs> so. It's going to be fun, guys. We're going to have to try and get used to these players uh, playing on different teams that we were so accustomed to playing uh, for previous teams. Uh, like I said, Matt Murray, Henrik Lundqvist, Braden Holpe, uh, Tori Krug, Zendano Chara, Shattenkirk, um, 
it's it's gonna be uh I I I personally can't wait. I I just can't wait. To be honest, I wish there was an earlier game than five thirty. <laughs> I, I wish it was a whole day of hockey. I I mean, and there there will be those days coming up where we're gonna have games from noon um, to like one in the morning. I mean, it's gonna be eleven. It's gonna be twelve to eleven hours of games. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome, and I cannot wait, guys. Hockey is back, the greatest sport ever. Thank you. It's the one thing I'll always thank Canada for. Thank you for, thank you for Hockey Canada. But, um, always go USA, and that uh, in world hockey and um, little shout out or little uh, little note to. Uh, USA's World Juniors beating Canada, shutting out Canada in the gold medal game 2-0. Uh, so hopefully things are looking up for uh, USA hockey uh, and the future looks good if we can continue to, if uh, the World Junior teams can continue to go for gold. And uh who knows? Maybe one day they'll say USA is the powerhouse country for hockey. Ooh, fighting words. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all I got by myself. Uh, to be honest with you, I can't believe I went this long talking by myself for over an hour. Then again, maybe I just love to hear myself talk. <laughs> and uh, hopefully next episode, Mike will be here and we'll be talking about uh, fantasy hockey as well as any uh as well as any other games or any other hockey related topics or any other sports uh that come up uh maybe we'll tackle the nfl playoffs again too and cousin mike being more of a um being more of a fan or attentive uh sports fanatic uh that he is maybe he'll he can dive in deeper into the nfl than i can all right guys Thanks so much for joining uh, me uh, on this uh, solo episode of Drop the Gloves, a sports podcast. Have a good night and go hockey.